Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the For The Girl podcast. You still have us here, Mac and Ken's. <laughs> We're on the <laughs> mic. Well, I'm on a microphone. Ken's stills on her Still AirPods. doesn't have. Yes, I'm so sorry to all the listeners and for me slacking without my microphone for the last month. Yeah. <laughs> so if the sound has seemed a little off, it is because Kent's forgot her microphone for a month of her life and is using the AirPods. But nonetheless, we're here and we're excited about today's episode. We have an awesome guest that you're going to hear from later. Her name's Kirby. Today's episode is for the girl who's been believing lies about herself. And it was a really awesome conversation that I'm excited for you guys to hear. She shares some really great truth and some just really awesome and practical ways to kind of combat against lies from the enemy. And we're excited about that. But before we jump in, we wanted to tell you guys something really fun and exciting that yes. is a big reveal for our podcast listeners. Yes, I am so excited. You guys know that Bible studies and writing Bible studies and creating resources to get you into the Word of God and actually have fun reading it and literally love to read the Bible is our biggest passion and our favorite thing we get to do at For the Girl. And so big announcement, if you didn't know, I feel like we pinched it here and there, but we have a new study coming out. Are we revealing the title and everything, Mac, or are we keeping this a secret? No, I think we're revealing the title and everything. <laughs> we're doing it all today for our podcast listeners because the last Bible study we came out with was In My Feels, which came out in October. And we wanted to get a new study in y'all's hands for the summer because it's one of our favorite things in the world to like go all in on our face in the summer, dive into the word of God with community. We'll talk more about that later. But we needed yes. to get a new study in y'all's hands. So we have been spending the last few months riding away in our little caves, looking ratchet, doing <laughs> our writing, and we have a new study coming out before the summer begins. So it'll come out, I believe, right at the beginning of May. We'll probably start dropping more hints late April, but our new study, drum roll please, kids. Dun, da, da, da. I don't know if you can hear that yeah. through my AirPods. Yeah, our new study is called Still the Same God. Woo! I'm so excited. Still the Same God. You're probably wondering like what the heck that is about, but we're really excited about this conversation. Basically, I think we all can sometimes admit that reading the Bible feels like this like old, ancient book, and it's hard to apply to our lives or wrap our hands around all together and don't get me wrong. There's always a good sermon or study every once in a while that simply hits home. And it doesn't always feel this way. But on a lot of days, it's just like hard to read and apply to our life. And sometimes even unbelievable in an awe and wonder kind of way, but also in a practical way. Sometimes it's like hard to believe, like, yeah. like just having that same confidence in the God that these crazy radical things in the Bible and wondering if he can still do those same 
things today? Does he still heal? Does he still save? Does he still speak? Does he still show up? And all of that. And so we did the hard work and dove into the scripture and saw what it had to say and how we can apply to our lives. And we're really excited about it. Yeah, we're really pumped. It's going to be a really cool process, I think, of just looking throughout scripture and seeing these moments when God did these things and studying them and understanding them. And then also turning our eyes and our ears to begin looking for how God is still moving, how the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, the God of Moses, the God of Esther, the God that was in Jesus, that the God of the Acts church, that same God is the same God that we have his presence inside of us and we get to live in everyday step-by-step life with him and be directed by him and be changed by him. And so I think it's going to be a really, really fun and cool journey. And one that I think is really important and necessary in our spiritual walks. So if for you, maybe God has been feeling a little distant or maybe like Ken said, you're just having a hard time believing some of these things. And I think this will be a really cool journey. And so I pulled up the six weeks of the study so that we could actually tell you exactly what it is you'll be studying. So the six weeks of the study, it starts with God still cares, believing that God actually cares about us. The second is God still shows up how God shows up tangibly in our life, his presence, how we can experience his presence in our life. The third is God still speaks, how we can actually hear the voice of God, how God wants to speak to us. The fourth is God still heals. How is God healing today? How did he heal throughout scripture? And what does it look like for God to still heal today? God still provides how he actually provides the things that we need in our day-to-day life. If you're in that season of like, begging God to provide something in your life. How do you have hope and faith that he can still provide for you? And then the last is that God still saves, that God is still in the business of bringing people into new life. And even those people that we think are just too far gone, those people who we've been praying about for years that we're like, God, how can you save that person? God is still in the business of saving and bringing people into new life. And so I think it's going to be a really awesome, awesome six week study that we're really pumped about. Yes. And a study for really anybody, any season, whether you feel like you've been doubting or not, I know we all can admit that we have room to grow in confidence of the God we read about in scripture. And when we really get confident about some of these things that you just listed, I really do believe we'll start to see him showing up in like every day, like jaw-dropping, life-shifting, crazy radical ways, and it will light up our faith and light up our lives, and people around us will start to notice it too. So I'm just really excited to activate that in my life and everybody around us. And it's going to be really cool. Like usual, we will have a podcast series that will go along with it. And for this podcast series, we want to find stories of how God is still moving and share some just really cool stories and testimonies of God saving, of God healing, of God speaking, uh, hopefully just stories and testimonies that will encourage you and challenge you and just like get your hopes up in God 
what God might want to do in your life and in your story as well. So that'll start in early May. And that's going to be a really fun and exciting journey too, that I'm excited to, to dive into and to hear those stories and to share stories. And so I think it'll be really good. But yeah, I feel like Ken's, which of the six weeks do you think you're the most like excited about or which one through studying, like most kind of shifted your heart? Oh my gosh. No doubt. Absolutely. God still heals was probably my favorite week to get to write and study about. I don't, you guys know, I've been kind of struggling with sickness myself for like a whole year now and have wrestled with this subject about this characteristic about God all year long. And yeah, you'll hear more about it in the study, but you know, people have prayed over me. I've like, like asked for prayer. I've sought for healing in this kind of way. And God has shown up, but it's been maybe different than what I expected. And so, yeah, I gained so much clarity. It was so heavy on my heart for weeks before writing it. I was (laughs) like, oh my gosh, what do I even think about this? This is so personal and raw and real. And it was so good for me to like intentionally open up the word of God and study Mm. this story even deeper about Jesus healing somebody. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but like, I really learned so much about like, Mm. just this piece of the Lord. And yeah, that was probably my favorite week. And I'm excited for everybody else to read it too, because I think there's probably a lot of questions around that, which also made it really scary. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't answer these questions. And we really left it up to, to you to read the scriptures and learn from you for yourself as well. But that was probably my favorite week. What was yours? Yeah, mine was definitely God still speaks. And I think I've hinted at it on the podcast that like, this has just been something that like God's kind of been teaching me before this. So this study idea was actually Kenza's idea. She wanted, she was like, brought this to the table of like, what if we did this study idea? And I was like, yes, this actually sounds so amazing and so exciting because one of the things that God has really been doing in my life and in my heart is speaking is actually, I feel like I'm really learning how to hear the voice of God for the one of the first times in my life. And I've been a Christian for a really long time, but I finally feel like I'm learning in this season what it really likes, what it really looks like and sounds like to hear from God. And so when we were writing, I almost had too much in my mind and in my heart that I was like wanting to share. And so Ken's is helping me kind of like cut back a little <laughs> bit because it's only, I only got one week to talk about God still speaking. I'd love to do more eventually, but that was one that was really cool because I got to share just some really cool personal testimonies too of what God's kind of been doing in my heart and my life. And then also like the word of God, how that supports that and how just like that we have a God who, who loves us enough to want to talk to us every single day and to lead us and to guide us and to direct us. And his voice isn't confusing and hard to detect. It's actually available and ready for us if we would simply learn to ask God to speak more. And so I'm really excited about that week and excited to dive into that with all of you guys. So yes, we're pumped. So good. We'll share more about like the structure and how it's going to work and the date it releases and all of the things are all around the corner. But for now, just get really excited for a fresh new study to get into the word of God. I don't know about you, but I need that right now. I haven't been doing a study. I've just been reading the Bible and, you know, maybe not like 
that exciting of a season when it comes to reading yeah. scripture. So yeah. I'm really excited for something fresh and to keep me accountable. So I hope yeah. you are too. Yeah, and, and we wanted to make sure you guys, our podcast listeners, knew first and so that you can kind of have it in your mind for what's ahead and what's to come. In the weeks to come, we'll share the cover. We'll share details about if you actually want to lead a Still the Same God group. And so many fun, cool things are ahead. But for now, I think that we should jump into our conversation with Kirby. So let's get into it. Hey, you guys, it's Kenzie. I wanted to interrupt today's episode to share a little bit about one of our all-time favorite partners. That's CYMT. If you're feeling a call to ministry, this is for you. CYMT stands for Center for Youth Ministry Training. And this is a program that gets you a master's degree in youth ministry while doing it debt-free. Did you hear that? You literally get to have a master's degree without spending any money. And not only that, but they will also give you a $1,000 stipend. They're going to pour into you spiritually. They're going to give you the resources and tools and coaching that you need to become a youth minister. They also get you job placement, cover your housing and utilities, and so much more. So this is pretty much a no-brainer if you're passionate about youth ministry and want to take a step further. We have friends and mentors that are part of this program. We could not recommend them more. If you're interested, fill out this little interest form in our bio. It just asks for your name number and they'll reach out to you with more information because I'm sure you have all the questions. They'll be able to answer them. I'm so excited for you to meet them and learn more about CYMT. Hello for the girl fam. We are so excited to get into this episode. Like we mentioned, we have a special guest. Her name is Kirby Kelly and she's the best ever. So Kirby is a speaker, a YouTuber, a content creator, all the things. And I've really been so excited for this episode because I know you're going to bring a fiery, fiery word. If you follow her on on Instagram or TikTok or anything, she's basically just preaching the gospel all the time. And I feel like (laughs) more than pretty much anyone, you're absolutely using your platforms for the glory of God. And it's just so cool. So Anyways, I'm excited. Are you excited to be on the For the Girl podcast? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Also, congrats to you guys for what didn't y'all just like hit two million downloads? Yes. Like globally. Yes. Congratulations. That is <laughs> amazing. As a fellow podcaster, like I know I get it. Just the struggle sometimes behind recording everything and getting it all out. So Congrats to y'all because y'all are also reaching so many people globally and y'all are also doing the dang thing. Y'all are out here changing lives and preaching the gospel and I love it. Oh, thank thank you. you. We always laugh that we honestly don't even know what it means. We always are just like, who knows what that really means, but cool. We love it. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's the best. Okay. Well, I would love for you to just start off today's episode by maybe just sharing I want to get to just what you do now as far as speaking and podcasting and all of that. But if you want to just start by, you know, we're speaking to the girl who's been believing negative things about herself. And I'm sure that's a part of your story. So if you could even start just of like your story, where everything started for you, how that led you into what you do today and just kind of what the journeys looked like. Yes, definitely. So 
I'll take it back to when I was growing up. I guess that's the best place to start. But for me, to make a long testimony short, growing up, I didn't really grow up in a Christian household. Grew up kind of in a dysfunctional family. There was a lot of trauma in my life growing up. My parents got divorced when I was seven years old because of my dad's alcoholism, his drinking addiction. And when I turned 10 years old, so that was when I was seven, when I turned 10 years old, he ended up passing away from his alcoholism. And there was just a lot of anger in my heart towards God going into middle school. And if anybody knows anything about middle school, that's one of the like <laughs> weirdest times of your life where you're kind of trying to figure out who you are. You're dealing with all these hormones and it's like, you're trying to find your purpose. You're trying to fit in. You kind of move from just being this carefree child to, oh, I actually care what people think about me and I care what I think about mm. myself. And just that combined with all of the hurt that I experienced growing up, for whatever reason within me, there was just this deep seed planted in me of people pleasing and that I needed to be everything mm. for everyone, that I didn't want to let anybody down, that I wanted to be there for people. You know, I, as a 10 year old child, couldn't be there to save my dad. And so I thought maybe I can save everybody else around me and, and be that crutch for them if they needed someone. But in doing that, I lost a lot of myself and I felt like I became my own worst enemy and my own worst critic, just feeling like, oh, Kirby, you're not enough. You're not doing good enough. You could be a better friend. You could be a better person. You could be a better student. You could be a better daughter. And I feel like the enemy really got a foothold in my life at that point in my life just because, you know, I wanted to fit in. I wanted my friends to like me. I wanted the people who bullied me to like me. I wanted everybody to like me. And that just caused for such a negative view of myself to be born out of that, out of just putting unnecessary expectations on myself, of putting burdens on myself that I was not meant to carry. And I had a lot of not just anger towards God, but a lot of confusion on, oh, can I trust God? Can I trust what he says is true? Can I trust, you know, that he really is good and present in my life after everything I've been through where it felt like he wasn't there? And so then going into eighth grade, sorry, this is literally just like the bullet points of my testimony, but, <laughs> going, awesome. but going into eighth grade specifically, I just began to really struggle with my sense of worth. And I allowed those negative thoughts to completely take over my life to the point where I just hated myself so much. I saw no value in myself and I had such deep insecurity in myself that the only way I felt like I could cope with these emotions that I couldn't make sense of was I began to self-harm and that later developed into suicidal thoughts and tendencies and I just felt hopeless, honestly. I just, I didn't know who I was. <laughs> I didn't know how I could get people to love me. And I didn't know that God truly loved me. And it was going into high school, that summer before high school, God's timing is so good, that I went to a Christian summer camp, had a miraculous, miraculous encounter with God where I just really not only felt his presence fully for the first time in my life, it was the most tangible and real thing I've ever experienced, but it was also the most comforting thing. God met me where I was at with my depression, with my insecurity, with my self-hatred, with all of these things that I was believing about myself. And 
he just began speaking truth over me and revealed to me that one, he is a, a good and present father and his word is true, but also revealed to me my identity as being a daughter of God, of being fearfully and wonderfully made, of being enough, of being wanted, of being worthy to be loved and cherished. And literally when I say it was the realest moment of my life, it was. And it just was so defining for me that from that moment on, I committed my life to Christ. I wanted to live for him. I did live for him. I am living for him still to this day at 26 Mm -hmm. years old. And it's just amazing how You know, if I were to go back in time to that, you know, 13, 14 year old girl and tell her, hey, you actually have a purpose and meaning and you now have confidence in who God says you are and your purpose and you're leading people to Christ. You have a podcast, you have a platform, you're doing all these things and you're helping other people to know the truth of God and walk it out and live it out with confidence. Like, I think 13, 14 year old Kirby would be like, what? Like, would be shook by that fact. And so... I don't know. God is just, it really has been because he has laid down a foundation of truth in my life. I've been able to become a more confident person. And so I think that's kind of where that all comes in is God's truth isn't just truth. And it's like, okay, yeah, I believe it. But it changes us in the sense of we get to see God for who he is and we get to see us for who he created us to be in his image and as a son and daughter of God. And so that has just been the biggest thing is God's truth has brought out confidence and identity in me. And I have to continue to run to that on days where the enemy tries to sneak his little head in there and make me insecure (laughs) or doubt who he has called me to be, who God has called me to be. That's the bedrock. That's the foundation that we have to continue to run to. Yeah, it's so good. And I love your whole story. I think it's so real and so relatable of just like how early in our lives we start to believe these lies. And I don't, they come from so many different places. Like the enemy really is so sneaky and so crafty. And our world is often built off of these lies. Mm -hmm. Therefore, our identity becomes these negative lies that are not true about who we are and not true about who God created us to be. And so the title of this episode is for the girl believing negative things about herself. So I'm assuming everybody listening is like, has those lies maybe just kind of like reverberating through their mind right now. And mm-hmm. um, maybe they, they don't have this like opportunity to, to have like your summer camp experience or this place where they can go and receive truth. But I don't know, what would you just say is kind of like, the first place they can go, how can they actually have this moment or this encounter with God's truth and begin to really believe it for themselves? What could that look like for them? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that I would say is get in God's word. And I know that is the most Christian answer. And it's like, yeah, I know to do that. But like, what else, Kirby? Okay. Like get in community, be surrounded by people who can sharpen you and who can not only challenge you, but call truth out of you and into your life. But really, it's like, we have to go to God's word. And maybe you're not confident in reading scripture. Find a translation that's easy. Get a mentor. Find a friend who knows the word and have them help you to understand it. Understand this language that we're reading here. And God, the Holy Spirit is so faithful to open our eyes and to minister to us when we just show up and we invite him in and we ask Mm -hmm. him to speak to us. But Uh, that's the main thing for me is just, 
I know for me, if I could maybe condense it down to some steps, like the first thing is, okay, this is how I feel. Like I need to begin by identifying this is what I feel about myself or what I think about myself or what I believe about myself. We need to just step back and first identify what that thing is. And the only way that we can identify mm -hmm. whether it is a lie or not is by knowing what the truth is. And that's God's word. So we need to step back and soberly look at what we believe about ourselves. whether it's, you know, I'm not enough. I'm not pretty. I'm not worthy. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a calling. Whatever it is. I know we all have something that we're stuck on. We need to step back and actually analyze the truth of God and choose whether or not we are going to believe that or not. And through believing that we have to be on defense, we have to be on defense and call that out the second that it, it comes to mind. And I know it might be so easy to believe those things or to try and reason with, okay, yeah, maybe I am worthless. Maybe I am purposeless. Maybe guys don't like me. Maybe I'm unattractive, whatever. We're going to try and reason with those lies. But we have to stop. Like We literally have to stop doing that. And we have to make a habit of saying, no, I'm calling that out. I see it for what it is. I know it's a lie. I know it's an attack of the enemy. I know the truth of God. And I have to start claiming that over my life. I have to start walking that out and believing that. It might not be easy. You might not be convinced of it the first time you read that scripture, but the more you call mm -hmm. upon God's truth, it's going to take root in your life. And by taking root in your life, it's going to produce fruit in your life. And you're going to see the fruits of the spirit. You're going to see the fruit of truth in your life. And that is what's going to breed confidence in your life. It really is analyzing what you believe and comparing that to the truth of scripture and weighing out which one am I going to allow to take root in my life. All right, ladies, who is on their period or about to be? That's right. We are talking about your time of the month, the worst time of the month that is about to be the best time of the month because we have partnered with Garnu, who is my latest obsession. It is not a person. I just made it sound like that. It is a product. And these are organic tampons and the silkiest menstrual cup. I'm a menstrual cup girl. Silky? Did you just use the word silky? <laughs> no, but it's true. We all need the silkiness of the menstrual cup. And who are we if we're not using organic tampons and saving the world, you guys? But here's the bigger thing, and this is why I'm obsessed with Garnu. Every purchase you make goes to help women in Nepal come out of sex slavery and also provides the same products that you're using to girls that need it even more than we do. So basically, making your period have a purpose. So what are you doing using overpriced tampons or big brand name products? I don't even know the rest of them, any of them. Change to Garnu, you guys. It's going to totally change your life and so many other people's lives. If you're not on your period and you're two weeks away, you got to sign up right now and make sure you are stocked and ready to go. We have a code for you. It's for the girl 15 for 15% off. So these are going to be the most affordable products you've purchased during your period. So head to garnu.com slash 
for the girl. The link is also in our bio. Use the code for the girl 15 and get yourself some Garneal products. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Thanks for the step-by-step too. Sometimes yes. we need that. We're like, okay, practical identify things. it. Exactly. Bring it to the Lord. I'm curious for you. I mean, I experience this all the time, just being in a place of maybe even just like leadership or influence right before getting on the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, ah, I feel like I don't have the words today. Or maybe I'm like walking around just down from my bedroom and I'm like, oh, I feel crappy today or whatever it is. And these little things like, and I'm sure the same is for you. These little whispers, like quickly get into your head, into your mind and you know the truth. So Mm -hmm. how do you respond to them? What do you do? What is your, I'm just curious for you. Like, what do you say? Do you get on your knees and pray? Are you, do you invite a friend into it? I don't know. Mm. What does it look like for you to regularly combat the lies of the enemy? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think, again, there's such a good practical answer to that. And I think it's Philippians 4, 8. And I have it pulled up right here because I knew I'd probably be referencing it. But I think this is the ESV translation. But it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so whenever I have a thought in my head, I feel like you know, it's one of those things you have to train yourself. You have to train yourself. We have to train ourselves up in righteousness. This isn't something that just happens overnight. It's a discipline that we have to be conscious of. And again, that's why it's so important to get in the word and to renew our mind daily by feeding our spirit, the things of Christ. And this is one of those verses that I think we need to feed ourselves, that we need to memorize, that we need to meditate on daily, especially if negative thoughts is something that you struggle with. But I go through this list in my mind whenever I have one of those thoughts that I know is negative, that I know is contrary to God's word, that I know makes my soul downcast. And I start with that first one. Okay, these are the things I'm supposed to dwell on. What's the first one? The first one is whatever is true. And usually I have to, I just stop there at that list. Like I could keep going, you know, is this thought true? Is this thought honorable? Go through the list. But when I just think about that first thing, okay, am I, is this a true thing that I'm dwelling on? If it's not, it's like, why am I dwelling on it then? It's not true. It has no benefit to my life. It's not good for me. It's not good for other people. It does not bring God glory. It is so irrelevant to who God has called and created me to be. Like, I can just dispose of this thing. I think it just, this verse has acted as an active filter in my life that I can take any thought, any belief, and put it through that. And let's say that Mm, I think something and it is true. Okay. How do I then ground that and allow God to grow me through that then? If there is an insecurity within me that I am believing, okay, Lord, let me take this thought and make it captive to you, make it submitted to you and allow Mm -hmm. you to work within me. I don't want us to gaslight maybe what we're thinking in our deep-rooted insecurities. I think we need to address those things. But addressing that looks like submitting it to Christ and allowing God to do the deep-rooted work within us of showing us why we believe what we believe, why we struggle where we struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think it just opens a new door of opportunity for us to grow 
and be sanctified and mature in our faith. And it gives God another opportunity to come closer to us for us to know who he is at a deeper level. There's so much to know about him. So yeah, Mm -hmm. dwelling on what is true and taking those thoughts and making them captive to Christ and submitting every thought, belief, lie to him and allowing him to work in that. Yeah. So, so good. So powerful. I think it's, I think it's so true. I think sometimes we run from the negative thoughts, like we run from them almost so much that we kind of put them in the back, but then they just stay haunting our every thought and they just continue to pop up at the worst moments. And so I think there's something really important to almost dealing with the negative, like saying, okay, here, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to search it. I'm going to ask God more questions about Mm -hmm. like, where did this come from? When did this start? When did I first believe this lie? And then allowing God to kind of like rewrite the narrative. And I think oftentimes a lot of the negative thoughts we have about ourselves start with something somebody else tells us about us. Like it's usually coming Mm -hmm. from a voice and then the enemy takes that and he begins to just almost put it on repeat in our mind over and over and over again. And I think it's really powerful when you can almost go back to that moment. Maybe it's something a teacher said to you when you were a kid or a parent said to you, and it's just something that stuck with you and almost allowing God to speak in that moment. So maybe this person said, hey, you're not smart enough for this, or you know, you're not good enough for this or whatever. And allowing God to speak in that moment and hearing what he might say, like what is spoken over us throughout scripture. I love that you talked about like the individual things that God wants to speak over us, like the things that are so laced in the identity of who he created us to be. We have to like turn up the volume on God's voice in those moments, because the truth is, I think he's always speaking. And oftentimes we just turn to the other voices and we believe those voices. And I want to ask you too, Kirby, because I think this is so real, because I think it's easy to see somebody like you who seems so confident in your gifting and seems like you just are, you know, you have it all going on when it comes to like, it just feels like you would never have doubts about like the specific lanes that God has called you to. And I can also assume knowing like that you're human, that there are days where you know, even you like start to have these voices and start to like believe these little things. And what is, I don't know for you, like what does accountability look like in that? Because I think it's so important. Sometimes I think when we get in these like situations, especially in leadership in places like that, where we almost feel like we can't even admit to Mm -hmm. other people or to trusted community that like we're dealing with these things. And what does that look like for you to have people who hold you almost accountable to not believing negative lies about yourself, those people that you can trust with it? What does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Great question. For me, that is something that I struggle with. Still to this day, it's not that I doubt what God has called me to do, but I think we can, especially women, (laughs) I think we can just look at what everybody else is doing and compare ourselves, especially if we're running in a similar lane. And it's like, dang, am I good enough? Like, oh, she's getting booked Mm -hmm. for all these things. She's doing this. She's doing that. Why can't that be me? And I think comparison and insecurity, they just go hand in hand. They both take a knock at your confidence. And what God has called you to do In this time and in this season, there's purpose in what he lets you do, what he doesn't let you do. Like the lane that you are in is the lane you're supposed to be in. And I know for a while, I've definitely, 
isolated myself where it's like, oh, I, I can't tell anybody these things because then they won't think I'm a good leader. Then then they won't give me opportunity. Then they'll think that I'm not good enough. It's, again, just another way for the enemy to shut us down. He wants to isolate us. But like you said, we're called to have community. We're called to have accountability. And the minute that I began confessing the lies I was believing And even in the places where I felt stuck and I couldn't get myself out of, I knew that for me, the people that were in my life, my husband being one of them and just my sisters in Christ, like the girls that I went to school with, the girls who are in my community at church, like one by one, I just started telling them, hey, can you pray for me? I'm feeling this way. They were so intentional to ask me, like, let's actually talk more about this. Let me not just pray for this thing that you're feeling. Let's actually process what you're going through. And they cultivated a safe space for me. I think we need to be that people for other people. And we need to find those people in our life that we trust, that we can allow them to, you know, say harsh truth to us, but will also sit with us and listen. We're called to do that as believers, to just mourn with those who are mourning and to be faithful when it is the time to process those things with one another. So um, I don't know if that really answers the question, but... I've just, I think in slowly being vulnerable with one or two people, I've been able to find my people. And I know that whatever they say, it's for my best interest and the best interest of the kingdom and the work that God has called me to do. They know that the mission that God has me on and everybody on is so important. And we need to be willing to call truth out of each other. So I'm grateful to have people Mm -hmm. that will do that, even if it's stuff that I don't want to hear. And I want to sit in my little pity pit and just be like, no, I do Mm -hmm. suck. And I'm, I am the worst. They're Mm -hmm. like, okay, you can sit there and not do what God has called you to do. Or you can heal and be in a place of freedom and help other people like do the thing that you thrive in. And it's like, yeah, I know I need to crawl out of this little pity pit and believe truth and actually walk it out because that is what's best for me and everybody else. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I've, it, it's taken time to find those people. But now that I have those people, I just know I need to run to them square one when I think lies and believe lies. Yeah, yeah that's good. We always talk about a thing called, we say there's a difference between being like, just vulnerable or really vulnerable and what we call fake vulnerable where you go to a friend and you're like oh my gosh yeah like I really feel like I've hated the way I look these days it's like not the best oh my gosh blah 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 or you're like I was crying last night looking at myself in the mirror and Mm -hmm. fell asleep at 7 p.m because I didn't want to be awake or like something so real being transparent you are seeing through yes. me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's such a difference and there's so much freedom that comes through that. And so, yeah, for anybody listening who has that person, first of all, if you don't pray for that because it's so important to have somebody in your life that can hear you out on those things and you feel comfortable enough to share. But then if you have that person to start being really real, I mean, that's super hard for me. I mean, I, I'm like a seven on the Enneagram, so it's easy for me to be like, everything good and it's fine and it's so hard for me to be like this actually sucks and I find so much freedom when I do that so yeah so good so important to wrap this up Kirby I would love for you to just speak truth over I know there's a wide variety of people listening that are believing like negative things about themselves so I'm sure you can't cover it all but if there's anything just like heavy on your heart and 
if right now they're struggling to hear God's voice, maybe they could hear God's voice through through even you and your testimony of what God's spoken over you. So Definitely. I think there's two things I want to say. The first one being Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And I think this verse can apply to many things, you know, our purpose, the will that God has for our life. But I think in our own thinking, like we cannot always rely on our own understanding, how we perceive ourselves certain situations, like we need to call upon the Lord and ask for his insight and perspective, even when it regards to how we view ourselves, the lies we believe, the insecurities that we have. We need to lean on God's understanding, God's truth, God's perspective. That's what's going to carry us through. That's what's going to refine us and help those lies to fall off our back because they do not belong there. The things that are weighing you down, that are burdening you, they do not belong there. You do not need to carry those things. And I don't say that to speak shame over anyone. Like, how dare you believe these things? But we're all human. And God so graciously and kindly and patiently will remove those burdens from you. It takes a little bit of work. It takes a lot of trust, but you need to lean on what he has to say about you. And then the second thing I want to say that this is just on my heart, honestly, because I know a lot of the insecurity and lies that we believe are, you know, about what we think about ourselves and maybe other people think about ourselves and our perception. But I think another area where we can have a lot of insecurity and negative talk is in regards to our relationship and our right standing with God. I know that's something I've struggled mm -hmm. with, too, is believing the lie, God, do you really love me? Am I really saved? And not having confidence in my right standing with God because of what Jesus did. I think if you're anything like me, maybe you've put a lot of pressure on your performance and you feel like you have to do all these things for God to love you. And that's a lie. And I just want to speak 1 John 4, 18. Honestly, y'all go read 1 John 4, 13 through 18. It's great. But in 1 John 4, 18, the context of this verse that says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears has not been made perfect in love. I want you to just take time. If that's an insecurity that you have or a fear or a lie that you believe, um, know that the perfect love of God protects you. It defines you. It sanctifies you. It justifies you. It protects your right standing with God. And so if that's something that you're struggling with today as well and have insecurity and a lack of confidence in, spend time with the Lord. Allow his love that was displayed on the cross through Jesus' sacrifice to perfect you and just love on you and build confidence within you that you are a child of God, that you are a daughter of God, mm -hmm. that this truth does belong to you, that the lies of the enemy and the schemes of the devil, they do not affect you. They do not have any ground or territory in your life. So I think you need to gain some confidence in that area first. And then God, I think, will begin to do the refining in the other areas of insecurity in your life. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kirby, just for sharing your wisdom, sharing your heart, sharing your story. I know this is probably so encouraging to so many women listening who just clicked on this and said, you know, there are negative things I've been believing about myself. And we just encourage you guys. Yeah. Get in the word, dwell on those verses, get in community, find people who will speak God's truth over you. I mean, literally this morning, my husband had to come in and I was just like having a rough time believing some things that, you know, just outside circumstances are make it really easy for me to start to doubt God's goodness in. And he just was like, okay, we need to stop right now. And we need to like talk to God about this. We need to like pray about this. And I was like, I don't have the words. I can't do it. And he was like, all right, I got it. And so just having those sorts of people in your life who in those moments where like you can't believe it, even will believe it for you and help you to get your heart there, help you to just continue going back to the feet of Jesus over and over and over again, like surround yourself with people like that. Cause those, you need those people on days when it's too hard to believe it for yourself. And so Kirby, this was so awesome. Thank you so much. How can everybody listening stay connected with you and just dive more into your podcast and all the things? Yeah. So if you want more faith-based content, more stuff like this, you can check me out on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube. My username is Kirby is a boss. Let's go. Came up with that when I was 13. Can't change it now. And then my <laughs> podcast, my podcast is called Bought and Beloved. There is a YouTube channel, Bought and Beloved Podcast, where episodes with the video component drop on Tuesdays. And if you just are an audio podcast person, I'm thinking of you too. Those episodes drop on Wednesdays everywhere that podcasts are streamed. So again, that's Kirby is a boss for my socials. And the Bought and Beloved podcast. Yay. So good. I love it so much. Thanks for being on the For the Girl podcast. And Absolutely. Soon. Bye. <laughs>